This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the December 23rd, a.k.a. Festivus edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to do a little Friday recap, talk some injuries, and some round ball stew with Matt Strope. Mr. Strope, do you have any airing of grievances for us? <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't prepare. I didn't prepare. I just dawned on me someone else wished me a happy Festivus yeah. this morning, and I was like, whoa, it's, it's just it's upon us. Yeah, it's here. I need to I need to dial up some grievances. I'm good right now. I'm in a decent mood, so yeah. uh, no grievances at the moment. I got some problems, and you're about you're about to hear about it. Yeah, you're, I'm sure you have some <laughs> that are fantasy basketball related. Right? Yeah, we're actually gonna we're we should have a uh, Festivus theme, but uh, we'll start with the feats of strength, I guess, and that would be Jordan <laughs> Bell, uh, first career double double, 2010, just monster game. We've been waiting for. He was really disappointing. I talked about this on the, on the pod yesterday. I was like, yo, Jordan Bell really didn't come through with Zaza and Draymond down. But Draymond comes back, and not surprisingly, he goes off, man. And I looked it up. He's played 83 minutes next to Draymond. And so you put those numbers per 36. He's not going to play 36 minutes, so figure it out. But 24 points, 10 boards, 2.6 steals, 3.5 blocks on 79% from the field. Um, and then also, he had he is a quote machine. Uh, so he was asked by Kareth Burke after the game if he's getting stronger mentally and in a good mental groove. And he said, no, basically, it's not it's not hard. Run every time and pass it to the light-skinned dudes and the skinny dude. <laughs> Love that guy. Um, so where are we at in here as a pickup? Like, uh, if your league's legit and guys are getting added every day, I really don't see how you leave them on the wire. Yeah. I mean, you, what you've got to be happy with is... The minutes, the last five games, he has not been below 24 minutes. He's been between 24 and 26 minutes. I mean, if he keeps getting that, you know, he's going to produce something. You know, I don't think you're going to see 20 and 10 a lot. And that's partially, I think, a Lakers effect. But, you know, he's useful. I mean, he gets some assists, the blocks. Like, he could be a really useful fantasy player if, if they just consistently give him those kind of minutes. And interestingly, Steve Kerr, I believe it was the beginning of the fourth quarter during his in-game interview, he said, quote, well, we knew he was good and we're going to give him more and more playing time. So, and this was the thing. They were like, all right, you got to earn your stripes. And, like, he's looking like a zebra right now, man. Uh, so, I think he's looking for, yeah, I, like I said, I, I would pick him up, like, over... I don't even know how high I would go, but anybody that you've been hanging on your roster and like their upside yeah. isn't that great. Like if they're on a good team, if you're not stashing them on like a, a son or something like that, even still, like he has to like figure out a way to get him on your team. Well, and yeah, I mean, the Warriors have shown us that they are going to rest guys this year. I'm sure we haven't seen Draymond Green sitting for the last time this year. You know, other guys are going to miss games. So Jordan Bell will also have opportunities to produce. You know, maybe maybe when they're they're at full strength, he can kind of produce those lower end lines, and then he can go off when you know guys are sitting out. And then also, just quick note: Kevin Durant kind of nicked up his heel. Minor played through it, but keep an eye on that for back to back if you're playing him in DFS because he's just crushing pretty much every night. 
Uh, so, only a couple injuries. There's Noah Vonley, Devin Harris got sick. We're going to talk to Aaron Fox in a little bit. But, Deion Waiters, it didn't look bad. Like, he planted his left foot, and it just turned a little bit. But, this left ankle's bad. This is the one that was really bad last year. Heard him in the preseason. Called it aching all the time. Or not all the time, but aching. He turned it three times in the opener. So, he has some ankle stability issues here. And, rolled him out pretty quick. They gave him x-rays, negative. Like, I'm pretty sure he's not going to play tonight. Uh, again, it was minor, but, um, so, and this is, I, I was worried about wages, man. Like, I, I always consider wages to high, so high. You hate ankle instability, man. Like, that's Stephen Curry's demise earlier in the season. He's obviously bounced back. So, um, yeah. how do you feel about waiters? And I guess Wayne Ellington matched his career high, 8-3, setting a career high there. He was just phenomenal. Uh, you know, waiters, to be honest with you, doesn't do a lot for me in general, um, you know, last year his best stretches were when the Heat were just completely decimated. And I know they're they're banged up right now, but it's not like he's been lighting it up lately anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of a low field goal percentage guy and gets you some points and assists and threes, but he's not, he, you know, he's not a great fantasy like, asset would, anyways. I was going to say quickly, I would drop him for Bell in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, Waiters is just, you know, kind of sneaky. One of those guys who's sneaky, not helping your team that much, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean... He he's a threat to go off at some point, but I'm looking at his season ranking, um, and I am. Oh, wait a it's second! This, it's really bad. Hold on, I may have to go expand the field of players here. It is. While you're doing that, I'll add they basically went they went super small. They even ran a two a four man combo with four quad wing as I call it with Tyler Johnson, Richardson, Walton Jr., Wayne Ellington, and Bam, who had a killer game. So, again, they are, they are just so thin. Also, I'll add to Goran Dragic. Um, he's not playing tonight. He's hoping to play Tuesday, but he said he's going to have this pain in his elbow for a month or so. So, yeah. Okay. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, Deion Waiters is number 228 on the season in nine-category leagues. <laughs> yeah. He's bad in, bad in both percentages, and he you know he gets you some threes, points, and assists, but I don't think it's worth it. Those those are not too hard to come by. Yeah. Um. Ooh. But we, yeah, I was gonna say we hated waiters last year, and we were like, "All right, he's gonna fall off. He's gonna fall off. He's gonna fall off," and he kind of didn't. So that was just a fluke. It looks like it feels like it's like this is Tyler Johnson's time. We may be about to see a nice run from him. Um, he's been playing pretty well, anyways. But you know, he could be about to go off for a prolonged stretch. Yep, he's. I, I like him a lot. Um, again, he's he is he's bumpy. You know, he'll have big games like last night. He'll have subpar games like in Boston towards six points decent stat line besides the scoring um but yeah he looks great I, I don't know if you if your league is uh counts threes and it's you know a category that you find yourself close in or a category you really want to improve I don't hate adding Wayne Ellington I don't think he's in that same tier of the Jordan Bells of the world but he's in the Shabazz Napier tier um yeah so he's so he's in, he's right there um I think I would prefer the, the... The coveted Shabazz Napier tier. Right? Well, we talked about him yesterday. He actually had a pretty, especially in uh, FanDuel, if you played him yesterday, you played, I think it was like 9X or something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm interested. He was red hot. He's going to be bumped. Like, he's a shooter. He's going to have to clean up in threes and for him to hit value. So he's kind of like almost, I mean, kind of Corver-esque, but Corver does a little yeah. more. Just don't be afraid to shuttle him, to, to get him off your roster, you know, yeah. when, it, when it clearly goes cold. Because he did this in November. He went off for a minute, and then people added him, and then he turned bad. So yeah. don't be afraid to just cut him loose once you see this looks like it's over. Yeah, and plus, I mean, there's 13 games tonight, so like you're probably not going to wind up using him tonight, right? And right. draw like 
there's a lot of ways they could cut his value down. Waiters, Dragic, like both those guys would cut right into Ellington. Um, I guess quickly on Josh Richardson, who's been the bell of the ball, really. Um, <laughs> he really has been. Uh, I mean, he's just been tw- number 21 in his last 13 games. Um, just un- And he's doing it. The blocks are up. The steals are up. The assists are up a little bit. But he only has a 20 usage rate, man. So it's not like he's just cleaning up. He's winning with efficiency. 68 yeah. shooting over that span. So it's just a matter of him. Basically, the law of average is coming into play. He was god-awful earlier, and now he's fuego. So he'll be in between, and I still believe he's going to be mid-round at worst. I, I really believe in Richardson. Oh, I do too, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's doing, right now he's doing everything we kind of expected him to do. It just took a minute for him to get going. Yeah, one, one and two, steals, blocks, and threes is kind of where we're at. That's where he's been. Um, yeah, he's not going to be 68 true shooting all season. But Okay, so moving on, uh, Dwight Howard, dislocated ring finger, if I remember. Um, that led to Frank Kaminsky getting some pretty decent minutes. And this team, they are in trouble. Uh, they don't have Cody <laughs> Zeller. They they need some help up front. Uh, so and also we'll talk about center. Yeah, they went, they went small against them with center Giannis. But Kaminsky, 30 minutes, 16 points. Had that big 24-point game a couple games ago. And, yeah, Johnny O'Brien pretty much backed him up. And that's kind of it. <laughs> Marvin Williams is going to play. Marvin Williams has been pretty decent. Um He's been, like, so low used. And Dwight Howard's a big usage guy, so bigger. So I think Marvin's kind of a sneaky winner there, too. Yeah, by the way, Dwight Howard is pretty much the worst, like, fantasy player in terms of someone who's getting a lot of minutes this year. Yeah, Especially well, in, in nine-category leagues. He is 323rd on the season now. That's because he pulls you down so... Like, if you're punting free, if you're punting free throws, he's probably mid-round. Well, in an eight-category league, yeah, for sure. But remember, 3.3 turnovers a game, too. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, he's a big downer. Yeah, those are t- two. Like, besides what? He, is he, like, what, number two or three um, behind Boogie? And Nurk's up there, too, for center turnovers. Yeah. Oh. Boogie's in a category of his own right there, though. <laughs> so, would you, how would you feel about, um, like, I think Frank Kaminsky's in the Jordan Bell tier. But I, I still would prefer Bell kind of handily there, and plus, don't, I oh don't for think, sure. And Dwight Howard didn't break his hand, so I don't. He may not be out, but Kaminsky's been playing better even with Howard. So yeah, Kaminsky's fine, but I mean Bell. Bell is showing that he could be a pretty unique fantasy player if he gets playing time. You know, with the possibility for assists, steals, blocks, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, anything? I mean, like we said, Dwight's. It's just a finger dislocation. Tape it up. Call. They even called him questionable to return. And uh, I want to say second quarter, but he didn't return, obviously. So, yeah. Anything you want to add there? It's kind of cut and dry. No, I mean, you're. T- I mean, honestly, you're, you're, there's a chance your team is better off if Dwight misses games. Right. But, but that's a whole, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, also, Kyle Kuzma, man. Uh, first player yeah. since Jerry West and Elgin Baylor to drop 25-plus as a rookie in three consecutive games as a Laker. Uh, so he is in elite territory. I made a joke on Twitter that he's about to have three jerseys retired uh, for the <laughs> Lakers. Um, so yeah, we were about him. And again, just big game last night. Yeah. I, I was just a quick mention of the round balls too, but I mean, to me, the big headline is that he's actually picking up some blocks lately. His last eight games, he's at 0.9 blocks a game. And remember early in the season, he was getting almost no defensive stats. Yeah. So that's a big deal. If he can just continue getting, I don't know, 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 blocks, just do something in defensive stats because he's so useful elsewhere, um, that would be huge. 
Yeah, he's up to, like you said, 0.8 this month. Got a little bit up. As, so, yeah, he's doing well there. And percentage gold, man. Like, he almost reminds me a little bit of, like, a Zach Randolph with, without the threes. Like, he's going to score in the upper teens. He's going to give you a good percentage. Like, this is kind of like peak Randolph. Going to give you close to 8-9 boards, but he's not going to give you a darn thing on defense. We're talking like Zebo like six, seven years ago. But, yeah, I mean, right. 76% from the line. He's been, that's this month. And he's been, he didn't go to the line much as a college guy. And he's been getting there more and more. So, I like seeing that. 77% in the season um, with a uh, pretty decent trend upward. He was 78% in November, and he's 76%. So, upper 70s. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty sold. I was a little bit down because of said dip in defensive stats, but yeah, he's he looks pretty good. I, I don't you would take him over Bell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, yeah, Bell is a nice pickup, but yeah. you don't want to run too far with it, right. you know. I mean, Kuzma is playing, you know, minutes in the 30s most nights, and last night 43. Yeah. I mean, he yeah, he's pretty much locked and loaded. Yeah, to Brooke Lopez. Maybe that's part of it too. And I wonder if. The correlation between Josh Richardson picking up some more blocks. Like, I think that maybe Josh Richardson's getting a couple extra blocks with no white side there, but I don't think it's like going to like drop him down to like point three or point four. No, and it's not like Josh Richardson is like in the paint protecting the rim, like yeah. the you know it's like blocking jump shots and stuff. Yeah, some and, of the, some of the time, anyways. And guys driving on him a lot, like he's one of the yeah. best guys at like trailing pick and rolls and blocking guys. Like he does really, yeah. really, really well. Um, Lonzo Ball also just quickly he he plays really well against the Warriors Steve Kerr said yeah I don't know why people can't say he can't shoot he shoots well against us so um, apparently well, yeah how, yeah. how about that though yeah it's crazy I mean everyone like you know it wasn't that long ago everyone was like dude this guy needs to stop shooting threes and now let's look at his last six games he's shooting 46% on threes with 2.83s per game. And again, it's just an isolated trend, but like everyone just makes assumptions like, oh, well, we know what this guy is. His shot looks funky, so he won't ever be a good shooter. That's nonsense. Like, you know, I saw a comparison between Lonzo Ball and Kevin Martin, for example. Yeah. Uh, I think that was in the New York Times. Um, but just because your shot looks funky doesn't mean it's not going to start going in, you know? Sean Marion, too. There's yeah. Guys. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, is, it, was he, is he a 46% three point shooter in the long run? Probably not, but. <laughs> He he should clearly be shooting them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like we said, the the break even points pretty much like thirty five, thirty six percent. Like if you hit thirty five percent, you're helping your team. You're gonna be yeah. over fifty percent uh, effective field goal percentage. So, yeah. What a wild stat! What a wild stat line though for him lately. In those six games, he's crushing in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and threes. Shooting well from the field. <laughs> but he's shooting forty four percent from the line with three and a half turnovers. <laughs> That's so weird, man. Yeah, very weird. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he was one of four from the line last night. Like he's he's got he's like, if he's gonna be an elite fantasy player, he has to get that fixed. Like that's not and it's that's not a recent trend. All season he's just missing free throws. No, and um, he hasn't shot that many though. So yeah, you know, hopefully that straightens out. Kind of like how Rondo is this year. Like not quite to that degree, but it's yeah. Anyways. Uh, I do want to talk quickly about Larry Nance and Julius Randle. Uh, Randle really was in the back seat of the center rotation uh, against Houston. Barely played eight minutes, but then he really bounced back, which isn't surprising. He played three moments against the Warriors on that Monday game. So that's not good, man. We don't like to see these matchup-based things. So 
Uh, how do you feel? Obviously, Kuzma is really the cream of the crop among the guys who benefit with those two and Larry Nance, who took a step. Like Again, Seesaw, that's like my thing this year. Apparently, Randall and Nance are going to Seesaw, and we don't like that. Yeah. No, we don't like that. I mean, now, however, if you really just take a step back and you know, you're not, you're trying not to like live and die with it every game and you're willing to kind of swallow an ugly line. Uh, his last 15 games, Randall's around 14.6 ports, two assists and 0.8 blocks. So at least that's useful in like a deeper league. Um, you know, to me, that's kind of where he is right now. Yeah. Like you're not, just, deep... I don't think you're like sad about owning him, but I think when Lopez went down, you raised your expectations a little bit and that really hasn't been there. That's kind of what I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I hear you. Again, to me, he's like a you know a, an okay guy in a deeper league, and you're okay with with an occasional bad game. But yep, yeah, which is fine. Um, let's see. So, what does their schedule look like? Because I I know they said they want to go smaller, and I don't know if like a, a big thing for Randall would be just get Bogut out of there. Like if they could get that would pretty much go straight to those two guys. But they're gonna play. Yeah, Portland, they would want to play. I think they want to play Randall there. They want to play him against Minnesota. They want to play him against... Yeah, they've got a lot of games where they want to play Randall, man, up until the New Year's Eve when they play Houston. So I think Randall's going to have a pretty good week coming up. Another sneaky, kind of shaky free throw shooter, though. Yep, yep. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, we're flying a little bit. So let's talk OKC. Interesting quotes. Russell Westbrook hit a game-winning three in our boy Tareen Prince's eye hole. Um, big shot. They backed up <laughs> off a of man, uh, and he pulled it with like three, two and a half, three seconds left. They left a good second and change on the clock, whatever it was, two seconds. And after the game, Paul George was asked about it, and he was like, he had the tone where it looked like they lost by like thirty. You know, he was just like, "Yeah, we played well. Russ is our leader. Um, yeah, but like, he's he and he said like he, he's shown that he's one of the best guys closing games. It just he was so down. It's, I retweeted it from Brett Dawson, and like I was like. What? What's he just won, dude? But um, <laughs> so, maybe he's then, not having fun. Yeah. And all two. I look. This this is fascinating to me. So last year in the clutch, forty usage rate. This year, cut in half, twenty. Wow. So again, small sample on clutch stats, but I mean, to get cut in half is just that just blows my mind. So Westbrook's been good. His actually his last two games have been his most efficient games of the season in true shooting percentage. So, and then also one thing before I throw it back to you, Carmelo Anthony and both coach Billy Donovan talked about him being more of a catch and shoot guy. He said a season high in threes. Donovan was asked if they liked Melo in that catch and shoot role. He said, quote, 100%, absolutely. So that's interesting to me. Um, maybe Melo can be a 3 3 guy and, and live off that. Um, so, where are we at here? Again, Russ trending up, Melo kind of floundering, and then Paul George has been down, but the defensive stats have really helped Billy's value. Yeah, well, I'll start with Melo. That's interesting to me just from a basketball standpoint because if you ever watched him at the Olympics, that's what he did really well is he would just spot up and just drain threes. And I kind of think that is what he should be doing, you know, as opposed to like dribbling and, and like, you know, pounding the ball. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense on that team especially. As for Westbrook, he has been pretty nice the last three games. Um, shooting well, turnovers are down, but... You know, I don't know. He's not that far away from like having several games in a row with tons of turnovers. Mm -hmm. So I don't really believe that the turnovers are going to stay down and the shooting is going to stay up. I would, I would like to believe it, but I just think he goes through these stretches. You know. Yep. That's who he is. But um, yeah, I think I think he's not going to be as bad as he was. Like he needs 
The key is he has to make his free throws more again. Like if he yeah. goes for as, long, as much as he goes to the line, he can't be shooting seventy percent, man. Like that's gonna kill you. He has to get up to seventy seven, seventy eight, like you know, eighty. Uh, like he kind of is. He's been traditionally pretty close to eighty. Pretty much so the, the last four games when he's shot sixty two percent from the field, he's only shot a total of eight threes. So I mean that's that looks like a blueprint to him having a better field goal percentage. I just don't believe that he'll he'll stop shooting threes. You know? Yeah. Well, his three-point shooting's been brutal. Maybe this whole mellow thing, being a catch-and-shoot guy, is beneficial for him. Maybe that's maybe it's a two-way street where it's like, okay, Mello's going to shoot more threes. Russ, don't. Yeah. So, this is a new yeah. kind of phenomenon. They haven't really been talking about this publicly too much because I think Mello, I'm guessing on this, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think he wants to be that guy. Or he didn't, but now he actually sounds like he's open to it. Yeah. It's like his whole career he's been like, give me the ball, I will ISO you did like he's been Mr. ISO for like the past decade. So well not so much the past couple of years, but you get my point. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I'm not sure. buying Russ. He's not gonna like he's not gonna meet his draft day price. Like there's no way. So yeah, but again, like you have to be encouraged lately, is, is kinda of what I'm saying. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I mean you know, last year he did eventually th- he took it to another level at one point last year so maybe he'll do it again yeah yeah after the i mean he was just he was winning your week the last like pretty much month and a half of the season it was just every yeah. single night was like 35 7 like 15 and 12 like it was just awesome nights and yeah, he's looked good um just quickly on dame lower we were kind of on it yesterday um we said cj cj was disappointing but i still believe in him and <laughs> Good old Terry Stotts, man. <laughs> Starts Jake Lehman, who no, we were like, oh, we were like, oh yeah. And I said like, whenever we bet on Terry Stotts doing something, we lose like eighty percent of the time. And here we are. So, but he, it didn't work. Um, they went playing ten minutes, took only one shot, very unlayman like. But um, <laughs> yeah, like we said, Napier filled it up. He wasn't very good efficiency wise, six of fifteen. Denver played really good defense yesterday for whatever reason that was. I guess it was maybe they just missed Damian Lillard, which makes sense. So just quickly on this one, where do you feel? I mean, Harkless also picked up, which was interesting. Um, yeah, is there anybody you really want to push your chips on, really, besides Napier until D- and Dame's out today, by the way, officially? Uh, not really, to be honest with you. I mean, I, it's nothing I'm too excited about. Like, I've kind of moved on uh, emotionally from Harkless. Huh, yeah, I mean, me too. I, I I liked him earlier in the year, but I've sort of he just does almost doesn't even exist for me anymore in fantasy. Um, until I see something to prove it otherwise. Yeah, he's... But yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I don't mean to cut you off. Napier's fine, you know? You know Lillard's out, short-term thing. Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Uh, So what else here? Um, Yeah, I mean, it's... Like, Evan turned... Again, pretty much just Napier's the only guy I would add. um, Because, again, 37 minutes is huge. Um, I think they're going to start him next time. So they're going to pretty much slot him into Dame's minutes, it looks like. Or CJ's or whatever it is, so... Yeah, and plus he... Um, he's got to be better than that, man. I think he has to have a good game tonight. And it's in, is it in, yeah. is it Golden State? Oh, no, it's Lakers, sorry. Got my color teams mixed up. Okay, so moving on, talking some round ball, Stu. Talked a little bit about Middleton. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, they went with Giannis at the five. So that hurts John Henson. So handing it over to there. Uh, Middleton also had a team-high 28 points. What do you make of this uh, with Middleton, who's been pretty good lately? Yeah, he's been absurd lately, and that's what I was writing about. The last, I'm going to tell you now, the last month, he is 
in a non-category league, if I can get my computer to work, he is the number... Well, now he's at 21. He was at 14 as of yesterday over the last 30 days. Interesting that he went down on a 28-point game, but he didn't do a lot other than score 28. Um, But yeah, man, he's been great. Um, He's kind of been shooting better than I think we expect him to in the long run. He's at like 50% the last month, which I don't think is necessarily sustainable. But otherwise, yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, I uh Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much I'm I think he's overachieving a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, he looks phenomenal. Uh, so and this is pretty much they're running airtight, man. Like it's basically Brogdon is kind of on the brink. He's playing better. I guess it's in learning to play with new players cuz he was really good off Giannis and I guess losing. He's still playing next to him a ton obviously just cuz Giannis plays basically the whole game. But yeah, I mean it's pretty much just a, a four horse team uh, with Henson mixed in there. I'm a little worried about John Henson, and like I think I would drop Henson for Bell right now. Uh, it's I don't know if that's a hot take, but <laughs> I like to again. You're in a shallower league. I, if you're dropping Henson, then you're probably got some good guys out there. But he hasn't really been good, and again, his minutes have been like kind of here and there. He only has one one point four blocks is pretty solid, but. Again, bad free throw shooter, and he's, I don't know, like, he's pretty much just a one-and-a-half-ish kind of category guy, where, again, Jordan Bell is, again, this is shallow. You don't, in shallow leagues, you don't really care. You don't want a guy to be, like, a top 100-ish kind of guy. You want to shoot for a guy who could potentially be a top 50 kind of a guy, so that's my rationale yeah. there. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and I also think what we're seeing from Henson this year, how is it any different from what we've seen from him the last couple of years, you know? Like, you'll have a good game here and there, but overall, it's nothing to get too thrilled about. Yeah, I would rather have Bell, too, just because there's a little bit of an unknown factor there in a good way. Yeah. And if it's deep, like if it's in deep league and, like, you know if you drop Henson, he's getting added, then that may be a little bit different. Because I think, like, Henson sure. has a much, much higher chance to be a top 100 player where Bell's is a lot smaller. But, again, Bell has a bigger chance to be a big difference maker. For um, sure. Who else you got round ball stew-wise that popped on you? Yeah, well, I talked about a few other guys. I was talking about another guy who caught my eye is Serge Ibaka, who's finally sort of stepping into elite value. Um, took you, you could say that. If you want to say that, you could say it. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to uh, dispute the use of that verb in this case. Uh, yeah, man, but he, he's kind of finally, you know, he's been a top 25 guy lately, I guess is my point. And he was a guy who sort of was forgotten on draft day to some extent, you know. Um, I feel like people are kind of bored with him or something, but he's back to being like 1.6 threes, 1.6 blocks per game kind of guy. And he's scoring again too. So he's really useful quietly in my yeah. opinion. We talk, we've talked about him a lot. He's like boring. He's boring, but yeah. like, but not necessarily in a bad way, right. you know, but kind of like um, Tobias Harris, Tobias, Harris, like especially, well, he's cooled off, but he's coming around a little bit. Like, he's not a guy, like, you're excited to play. Like, sometimes it's fun to see guys like Jordan Bell. You're like, oh, is, is he going to go off today? Is he going to be bad? Like, it's not, you know. We <laughs> right. kind of like the mystery. Uh, especially me. I, I'm Mr. Mystery Box and Seesaw. No, mystery is fun, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean you'll have the best fantasy team. Right. You you might have a really good team with a bunch of wild cards, but, you know, you may have a bit of a roller coaster, too. Yeah. Like, I think he's gained uh, value, though, for sure. Because he was going, like, pretty much, like, number 60-ish, I want to say. And now I think if we draft it again, he'd be pretty firm fourth. Yeah. Yeah, and and honestly, he'd uh, potentially even a value if you got him around 40th. Yeah. Uh, okay. Actually, now that I think about it, like, he... Because I talk about this 
all the time. Like in the third round when we were drafting, it was like Embiid Gasol. Once they go, like it's a cliff dive uh, in big men. Like it was like to Brook Lopez and well Capella would now be in there as well, but um, yeah, like he's in there. Like he's in that Gasol Embiid tier. Like I would you take Ibaka over over Embiid? Mm, no, yeah. but but with that said, I I wouldn't be shocked if by the time March rolls around, you're getting you know good numbers from Ibaka and you're getting nothing from Embiid. Yeah, you're yeah you're. I thought you were gonna say Ibaka. Well, I don't know. It, right now, right now, I would take Embiid because I you know I I still think he's got some good stretches ahead i just am not gonna be shocked when Embiid eventually is not helping you in the fantasy playoffs okay yeah I, you know what i mean I, I almost was good the other way man which like, way I, I don't i think i may go abaca like this is not fun to have Embiid right now yeah i guess i'm just looking at his numbers right in front of me i'm looking at 27 and 11 with four assists and two blocks and yeah. i'm just thinking about it and it's pretty sweet but yeah i mean i actually don't have money teams so um I have not been experiencing that headache. No, so it's I'm, not I'm, bad. It's not as bad as you think. I have him on one, and I'm doing all right. I, that team, I was actually killing before Chris Paul. Like I was winning like 7-2 like every week with this team. But um, now that I have lost CP3 and Embiid, it's been been a rough week, I think. Actually, I'm still yeah. winning, but um, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, um, a couple other guys I mentioned around Ball Stew were John Collins, who's who's put together a couple nice games in a row. I mean, yeah, nothing to night. nothing to really overthink there. But I just it's just a reminder to everyone that this guy could be an absolute beast um, a couple months from now. He's pretty good right now, but like he could he certainly could take it to another level because um, yep. he's got the trifecta of of good percentages and low turnovers to go along with the potential in points, rebounds, steals, and blocks. Yep. And um, again, they're 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 a bad team, so they're gonna turn him loose. And they they figured out where he, where he is, and he does play two positions, mostly center now. But um, yeah, do you think Deadman coming back would hurt him a little bit or no? Uh, it could it could potentially hurt his his minutes ceiling. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I still think he's gonna be in the twenty five to thirty range most nights. Yeah, and he can he can produce from there. Yeah, they got they have to start him tonight, man. Yeah, I think they do. I think it's the right time. Plumlee almost got murdered by <laughs> my boy Josh Eustis last night, and he's just—he's done, dude. Like, get him out of there. <laughs> um, but yeah, every, I agree with everything you said. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I was talking about Nikola Mirotic as well, real quick. I mean, he's just been a sort of a hot uh, topic player, and seems like just to me. I don't know if if you have him in your league. I don't know if you're trying to shop him or not, but it just seems like a really obvious time to at least kind of poke around and see what other people think of him because he had three of his best games recently with marketing out. He's, he was 25 points per game with marketing out at 15 with marketing on there. So that could just be a factor that people aren't thinking about. I don't know. I, I think he'll still be useful, but I don't think we've really seen his trademark inconsistency yet, mm-hmm. which is, which is going to get frustrating at some point. Yeah. He will go on some really bad stretches um, yeah, which, which also which made me realize Reggie Jackson's in one of those right now. Like he is bad right now. Um, so yeah, we'll see that from Miratil. We should. Have, wonder if we had like an all con- inconsistent team. Like, that, that could would, be a good round a, round table topic. That would be a good round table topic. Like I think Reggie Jackson and Miratil should probably be in there. 
Yeah. I don't even think we would call Marquis Chris inconsistent anymore. Like, he's consistently bad now. <laughs> yeah, so with Miritich, I just think um, it, it's almost a benefit that he has only played eight games because what everyone is looking at is a pretty nice run of games, and they don't see that inconsistency yet. So maybe maybe that's a benefit to you if, you, if you're shopping him in trades. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Go reverse Josh Richardson and go, like, super cold now. Like, yeah, you did, that was your column last week, right, guys? Or two weeks ago, I think it was when you were like guys that were super cold. Now they're super hot and then super super cold, or super hot and super cold now. That was like yeah, weeks ago? yeah. That's that, yeah, it's a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Cool deal. Anything else? I don't think so, man. All right, we're right, we're right good on time. So you guys Wait. take care. Merry Christmas, Steve and I. Actually, be back either tomorrow night or or Monday morning for a Christmas present. I'm not sure what we're gonna do, but we'll be back. But um, yeah, pretty good stuff. Merry Christmas, man. All right, man. You too. Happy Festivus. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.